Hello and welcome to Chasing the Vibe with LSKD. I'm your host Brooke and in today's episode we have Kira Stevens. Kira is an Australian swimmer who recently won two bronze medals at the Tokyo 2020 Paralympics. She talks about what it was like growing up in Harvey Bay to her training schedule, which, spoiler, is nine sessions a week, as well as her journey to get to the Games and insight into what it was like to compete at that level. Here's Kira. Thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. Not a problem. You're from the sunny coast, aren't you? Yes, so I moved up there in February, but I'm originally from Harvey Bay. Ah, okay, cool. So it was only, how long does it take to get down here? Like an hour or? Um, two and a half. Two hours. Two hours? Yeah. Yeah, far out. Okay. I go to the sunny coast all the time. I probably should know that. <laughs> but I'm like further south. So for me, it's like yeah, no. a solid trip. Anyway, let's get into the first question. I want to know, how do you chase the vibe? Um, I definitely chase the vibe through my sport and my fitness. I'm a swimmer and in the water nine times a week, you got to try and keep yourself perky and happy. So definitely chase the vibe through that and my love for the sport. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to bring up, nine times a week, like that is actually insane. How do you, I guess, what does that look like? Like what does that training look like? So we work off a three-week cycle. So we go nine swim sessions, three spin on the bike and three gym the first week. And then we drop down to eight swims, three spin, three gym. And then we'll go three swims and two gym and we'll have four days off. So that's our little rest period. But the first 17 days of that cycle is really intense training and just building up the strength. And then we kind of slow down a little bit, rest off and back to it. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm just in awe because, you know, I do like I've just started getting into like three days a week at the gym. <laughs> and that's like, you know, one 45 minute session a day yeah. type thing. Um, and then, yeah, to hear that you're doing three sessions in one day. Um, that's right, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Three sessions in one day. It's just crazy. But um, before we got on the podcast, you said that you uh, do spend a bit of time napping as well. Yes, I do. I use that as part of my job. I think, oh, I've got to go off for my three hour nap. So yeah, it's no. not a bad job to you have. You deserve that, 100%. <laughs> Um, and you mentioned you grew up in Harvey Bay. Yes, I did. Ah, I've been up there once. Um, it's a bit of a retirement it kind is. of town, isn't it? Yeah, it's so beautiful, mom, but. Mum and dad moved us there just so we could have a like a nice little quiet lifestyle, nice place to bring up the kids, obviously. And yeah, I just started swimming with mum as she was a swim instructor there. She worked at the local pool and kind of just threw me in there and I found my love for it. And yeah, definitely kept going all through the years. Mm. So when did you, do you like start swimming, you know, when you were like two or what, when did that kind of kick off? Um, yeah. So when I was a toddler, mum and dad obviously took me to the baby classes. And then as I got a little bit older, I joined in with mum's lessons and then I worked my way up to the squad and then obviously moving to the Sunshine Coast, it's a high performance squad up there. So the goal, if you're in that squad is to make the Australian team and Mm. you must be committed and hardworking like all the other athletes in that program and you kind of just feed off each other and you know everyone else is like there for the same reasons so mm. it's a really good environment yeah I've heard that that um yeah where you train is 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 it yes <laughs> kind of thing. it is it's really good yeah and what um what else did you get up to like in Harvey Bay like what is there to do um we definitely went to the beach a lot um the shops the movies I kind of just hung out at my friend's place mm. when I didn't have training and it was 
quite a safe town as well you could obviously like go to the beach when you were younger and there wasn't too much of a worry and everyone kind of knows each other there as well which is really mm. good it's a good community yeah I had a friend who was living up there for a little while um in Barham Heads oh yeah yeah and it's just it's like it's a really relaxing place yeah to be. definitely like a lot of people go camping there yeah, yeah yeah I was gonna go up there recently but we ended up not making it all the way up because it's it's like is it five hours from here or um six? yeah it's four a and a half five yeah depends on traffic yeah when did you um move to the sunny coast um so I moved in February so I finished grade 12 last year and I've always wanted to be in that program but it was just really hard with school and obviously I was going to have to live by myself because I do have a little sister and mum and dad had to be there for her going through school um yeah so I decided in February after one of the national training camps that it was the right decision to move and it was the best time six months out from Tokyo Mm. and it was probably the best decision I've made I dropped three and a half seconds off my time so that's really good over 100 yeah was your school supportive of what you were doing yeah they were really supportive they always like put me in different classes or like swap my timetable around to help me and they understood if I couldn't come for a competition or like extra training they were really really supportive yeah because that's one thing especially as you start getting quite competitive it's yeah. like okay well this is you know this event might be on this time mm. you know normally if you're just I guess a kid that didn't have those that type of stuff on it's like no you can't skip school yeah definitely yeah but I guess for you that was your I guess dream career so school's there to get you to where you want to be yeah so I guess if that's your what you wanted to do Mm, I kind of sat down with my um principal at the start of grade 12 and I said like look shall I do ATAR or shall I look for another option to just do my certificate and he said like Kira going to the Paralympics is like a once in a lifetime opportunity like you can always go back and study but like I think you should pursue your dream and that was to swim at the games so it it was really good (laughs) that you're supportive and I did it did you have anything else in mind like okay um if I don't quite get the time that I want like am I gonna go to uni or I'm gonna study something else like did you have a plan b or you were like nah I'm I'm eyes on the prize type thing I kind of had my eyes on the prize I knew what time I had to get and the work I had to do to get there and I was definitely like okay Kira like you need to do this otherwise yeah I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do after school so I think it made me realize how hard I had to work in my swimming and that was my only really true passion Mm. at that time so yeah yeah also what age or can you remember the time where you were you were kind of like okay I'm quite good at this, you know, like how, you know, kind of what I'm trying to say is did you have the Olympics or Paralympics in mind straight away? Like you're like, that's what I'm going to kind of aim for. Or when was the time when you were like, okay, I can actually do this? Like, do you remember that? Um, So when I was 12, I qualified for school nationals and it was the Big Pan Pacific School Games in Adelaide and I won 10 gold medals there. And I, <laughs> so little 12 year old me was really, really excited. And, um, that was 2016, I think 2015 and, um, Rio Paralympics was the next year, but I was very young then. I was only like 13, 14 by the next year. So I kind of was like, Oh, maybe I'll go to Rio trials and just like, see what I can do. Cause I knew my time was up there, but I think me being so young, I realized that I would 
I didn't think I was quite ready for the Paralympics yet. And I'm really glad I waited because the following um, year I made my first Pan Pacific team and then I went to Worlds and then I went to the game. So it kind of built it up and I got used to the international stage and everything I had to do and what I could improve on. So I made sure I was like in the best position mm. for the game. So I think that was a really like smart and wise idea. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think a 13, 14 year old me would have been ready to go to a Paralympics. That would have been wild. Yeah. Like just not even the fact that you were competing, like that's one thing, but then just being overseas yeah. and like being around different people and I guess the pressure. Definitely. Like there's a lot that I could well, I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would go on as well. So, well, it seems like you made the right decision though because you came away with two bronze, didn't you? From yes. Tokyo. So I got one in the 100 breaststroke and then I was part of the um, 4x100 medley relay and I swam the breaststroke leg in that and we got bronze. So that was Smashed really exciting. It. Yeah, it was so, so cool. cool. I'll, I'll get into Tokyo soon, but... Um, what did you have to do to qualify for that? Like, did you know, yeah, the time, you kind of just had to work towards that. Was it Worlds that was the qualifier or what did that look like? So they set the qualifying times in December um, each year after every major event, such as like a World Championships or a Pan Pacific Games. Um, so after World Championships, they took the third fastest time on the world rankings and added 1.2% to that time. And then that was the qualifying time. So they said to us they wanted a team that would medal. That was the intention um, of going to the game. So go hard or go home. Yep, to get the medal. <laughs> so my time I had to get was a 119.43, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and at trials, I won a 118.7. Ooh, yeah, and then in the um, final, I won a 118.2. So that was really good because you can get the time in the heat or the final. Yeah. So I kind of just... Um, went out tried to swim the best race I could in the heat knowing it was a heat swim but obviously trying to get the time and then I got the time so that was really good mm-hmm. so I went into the final session at night just giving it everything I could just trying to swim that best race and yeah mm-hmm. I was able to drop half a second so that was really good definitely it's kind of good that you can get the time in the heat as well yeah because I feel like there's just so much pressure that would be on that final yeah and you know I guess the idea is that you you when you go to the Paralympics, you perform in the final yeah. so that you can kind of get that get that medal. But um, yeah, I think leading up, if you are given a few opportunities there, probably yeah. makes it a bit easier, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, not easier. It's a big relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so what was your thoughts when you found out that you were going to Tokyo? Um, I was just so excited and really relieved that like all the hard work had paid off and I just couldn't wait to get to Tokyo and see what I could do. But it was really special. My mum came and watched me and it was great to be able to share that moment with her. She was really happy. And, of course, my coach, Nathan Doyle, he was really happy as well. So your mum was allowed to go over with you? Um, to trials, to but trials. not to Tokyo, unfortunately. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ah, fair enough. What was it like, go, like in the in the little village? Because like, it's probably a whole different world to what it was, what it would have been, I guess, a few years yeah. ago you know I guess that that was your first Paralympics hey yeah. so I guess you didn't have another something else to yeah, compare exactly. it to but yeah I heard about like um I was talking to Natalia who went for freestyle BMX like uh the cardboard beds and things like that yeah. <laughs> she said that the mattresses were so hard like did you yeah find I that? found it really hard and being really tall as well in single beds I was hanging off the um end but we got given um mattress toppers but 
I like a really soft bed, so I do struggle a bit on the beds, but you kind of just have to make do. Yeah. Um, Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, was there anything else? Like, did you be, were you able to like um, bunk with a friend, or you were, didn't really get to choose, or what did that? Yeah. So um, we went to Cairns for a staging um, camp for two and a half weeks before, and it was just our little COVID bubble. We just went from the pool to the hotel just to ensure like none of us picked up anything, and we were all good to get on that flight. So you get asked who you'd like to room with, and um, my best friend Tiff, I got to room with her, so that was really good. Um, it's kind of like a sleepover all the time. So good. Yeah, so that was really good. And then in Tokyo, um, we were in little apartments um, and then you have two people in the bedroom and there's three bedrooms. So we had six girls in our room. Um, wow. But yeah, they were all really great girls. So it was... All from different countries? Um, no, all, all from Australia. Australia. Okay. Yeah, all on the swim team. Yeah. So sense. yeah, it was really oh. good. I guess that's good too. You can kind of share your like you know share your nervousness or you know yeah. kind of bring each other back down and go like it's all good like let's let's just do this yeah um, everyone was really supportive and like considerate when someone was racing the next day and not making like as much noise and all of that stuff no but yeah parties. yeah literally <laughs> but the village was amazing I remember walking in the first time and seeing all the different countries flags um hanging up and I was like wow this is so cool it was a bit surreal like, it was yeah I just kept looking around and I was like I can't believe I'm here mm. yeah it's just amazing experience it does feel like a whole nother world in there yeah. Yeah. especially because it was cut off so cut off from everything else wasn't yeah it? it did feel even more so like a different place a different planet even to yeah some definitely yeah did you get to go and watch any of the other girls um like events or oh, unfortunately we weren't allowed to just because of that risk of um COVID and some venues were um like quite far away from the village and close to like towns and stuff so there was too much risk but we were able to go watch the swimming and support our teammates um they have a rule that you have to be in the stands for an hour watching if you're not racing the next day and then if you're not racing for like two days you can spend like two um two hours in there really but um even if people weren't really um were racing the next day and it was their friend racing they just come in for their race and watch mm. but it was really nice to have the team in the stands that definitely helped it not be as like quiet and yeah, stuff yeah cheering you on yeah was that odd having not really many people there or how like when you're competing in like worlds and things like that yeah there would be pretty bit of a crowd yeah there? there was a lot of people at worlds and um the atmosphere is definitely amazing and it's really good to touch the wall and see your family members in the stands but we kind of had our team motto as our team our family and we just brought each other together and we were each other's family when we were over there and it wasn't actually as quiet in the stands as every country kind of had their own teammates mm. up there watching so yeah it was actually pretty good probably yelling twice as loud yeah definitely <laughs> everyone was really excited <laughs> do you think it makes a difference swimming with like an audience and you know pushing you along or do you think you know you're so kind of in what you're doing that you don't really even hear everyone else um you can kind of hear it when you come up in breaststroke if someone's yelling or whistling but I kind of just go in my own bubble and like do my thing I know what I need to do mm -hmm. so yeah I don't think it really impacts me too much um but it obviously is nice having a crowd yeah for sure one thing I have found and you know I've spoken to a few different athletes now it's you know I you got to train for your sport which yeah. for you is swimming but mindset is like Definitely. a whole nother training that you have to do do you do much training around mindset 
or you know focusing and things like that um so we do have psychologists sports psychologists on the team and we can talk to them anytime we need and they do do sessions that just like help you with nerves and um I've had a couple of chats with the sports psychologist um prior to Tokyo about just my race plan and what I'm going to do in like situations that might occur so that's definitely really helpful I don't think I realized how much mentally it did take out of me going to the games Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a lot of nerves and a lot of pressure and by the end you are quite tired but yeah I think it's just how you manage all of that and the strategies that you can learn to help you yeah it's like also emotionally draining yes it was very emotional and then yeah especially when you're like so tired like your body's so tired it makes like your mind tired as well Mm. and you get very emotional I, i could imagine as well you know if all the nerves are going through your body could even go into like fight or flight because it's like what is actually happening yeah why are we so on edge like is there a threat here Mm. Uh, so yeah it's good that you've got those psychologists that you can kind of lean on yeah they're really good it's uh yeah that's a good thing so i've noticed basically with any sport they interview like immediately (laughs) after you get out of the pool and um i definitely watched yours as well and like I feel like it's unfair. <laughs> like if I did that, I would not be able to breathe yeah. after like 20 metres, let alone, you know, doing the mm. whole event and then having to get up and kind of um, talk. How's that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, at the start, we had to put a mask on as soon as you left the pool. So it was so hard to try and breathe and talk at the same time with the mask on. But luckily through the week, they kind of think saw how much we were struggling and you could just have your mask at your chin while you spoke. Mm. But I think after having such a good race, I was just so excited that I was just like blurting everything out. And when I was getting ready for my medal ceremony, I was so puffed just because I hadn't stopped yet. Yeah. But um, I could tell in the interview, you were just like, <laughs> what? I know. I was just like, oh, thank gosh. Like yeah. I was just stoked um because I didn't have the best heat swim but I was just very nervous and I find it tough to get up like in the morning and get psyched up but yeah I think I was really relieved and just happy I didn't let my coach down or anyone else down I think when I um finished the race Mm. so yeah I was just trying to get um a gasp of Erin and then (laughs) talk but I'm very giggly person so yeah Yeah, I kind of just had fun with it I love the vibe (laughs) I just like you know raced my heart out yeah and you still had like so much good energy but yeah you did win bronze so I guess it's uh something to celebrate (laughs) yes it was really good yeah and are you um I've, I've read in uh a little article as well that you uh know the dutch girls or you're pretty friendly with them yeah because it was dutch the two dutch girls at one wasn't it um so yeah i met them in london at world champs and that was kind of my first international comp and i was just talking to them they're really lovely girls and chantelle and i she was a girl that won gold we exchanged caps at the end um yeah so she has my australian cup cap and i have her dutch cap and that was a really special moment and then from then on i think We've just kind of like spoken on Instagram and um, anytime she races or I race, we always congratulate each other and just like ask how each other's going. And I think even though you're racing those girls, it's like still such a, such a special like friendship that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and like at the end when we all hugged, that was a really amazing moment um, because at Worlds, I was originally, I went in ranked as third. 
and I was 16 then and first international comp and it was just really overwhelming and I didn't perform the way I wanted to but those girls said to me Tokyo you'll be on the podium with us so I think it was really like special to share that moment with them yeah, finally definitely. yeah they're lovely girls it's like we're all here together let's you know yeah. do as best as we can but we don't need to have any negative yeah. vibes you know, kind of flowing I so think we all good. have like a lot of respect for each other and we know how much hard work goes into um, swimming and the results show from your hard work so mm. yeah I think no one's ever bitter about the result they're just like really happy for each other for sure what was it like standing on the podium oh it was amazing <laughs> I didn't know where to stand it was my first ever time on an international podium and there's like a little crosses on the bottom and um, you have all the media in front of you and then um, some Japanese officials and like telling you when to step forward and they have a little sign that says like masks off for photos but it was just amazing. I was trying to soak it all in and just listening to like the anthems when they were playing as well. And yeah, it was just amazing, really. I took a little snapshot in my head and yeah, mm. it's a memory I'll keep with me forever. Definitely. So how do you think you got to where you are today? Um, I think a lot of hard work and determination. You get knocked down quite a few times. You just kind of have to pick yourself back up and I have a really good support um, network around me with my mum, dad, my little sister, coach, family and friends. Like I always have people around me if I need and if I'm having a bad day or a bad session, I've always got someone to talk to and I know I can make it up in the morning or the afternoon. Mm. So yeah, definitely a lot of hard work but just sticking to something um, and working really hard. You may not have the best competition or meet but you can always go back and change things and improve. Yeah, I love so, that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, f- I would imagine as well when you don't perform the way that you kind of had hoped yeah. to, that could be pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, Do it you is. have a bit of a strategy to kind of get yourself out of that funk? Um, I think I just got to realise that it's one, one bad race and that doesn't define who I am. I think I always used to think that swimming was just who I am and if I did a bad race or if I stuffed up, that kind of define me as a person and now I've realized like people are still going to love me even if I didn't win a medal you know like I think that's really important to realize um yeah um I know I put in the hard work I guess and yeah one bad race one um bad swim just doesn't define who you are and you can always improve and prove people wrong I guess yeah just get back up yeah keep going yeah the only um, – there's a few other things I wanted to ask. You know, ha- I was going to ask what is your most significant moment that you've had. Is Do you think that is Tokyo? Yeah, it would definitely be touching the wall, seeing um, my name on the scoreboard and third place and I seeing my time, which was a, um, a new PB for me, and hugging the Dutch girls in the pool. That was really special. Was that an Australian – like a new Australian PB as well? Yeah, that was an Australian record. Yeah. yeah. That's so So that cool. was exciting. I think I was um, – I think I was nearly half, a, maybe a bit under half a second off the Oceana record wow. as well. So I'll be chasing that's that down. That's thing. the next goal, yeah. Yeah, far out. Um, so the next time you race, you're going to kind of be racing against your own Australian record. Is that right? Yes. So <laughs> you against you. <laughs> yeah, it'll be me against the clock. But um, yeah, we have some racing in December. And then next year we have a Victorian Open in February and then um, we have Sydney International, Sydney Open in March and then we go straight to tri- trials in April for Worlds. Mm, wow. Yeah, so there'll be some good racing coming up. And what's the next Paralympics? Is that... Um, That's in Paris. Paris. Yeah, 2024. 
So you plan to be there? I do, yes. <laughs> be 21 then, so prime yeah. age. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you are, you know, quite young, I guess. Yeah. And so being uh, getting bronze at, was it 19? Um, 18. 18. Like, yeah. that's insane. So knowing that you're like, cool, this is, you know, where I'm yeah. at now you have all this time to kind of learn and to grow and yeah. to, to kind of perfect what you do. That's really exciting. Cause, yeah, you it's know. really good. And um, the Dutch girls both went to Rio and um, they swam the same time as I did, the same age that I was in oh. Rio. So I think that's really exciting as well, seeing how far they've come um, in five years and them being 21 now um, yeah. and the amount of time they've shaved off their pbs so mm. yeah it's really really good that's exciting because you're yeah. like cool well, that's what they were yeah i was like if they time, can do it i can do it yeah yeah for sure mm. so uh you going after that gold next time yes i am paris <laughs> yeah. love the dutch girl yeah i'm coming that gold 100 uh one of the last questions i wanted to ask is uh what is a quote that you live by and why um i can and i will that's a quote that um, my mum and I have said since I was very young. Um, any setbacks or anything I can't do, I just tell myself I can and I will do it. Like it might take me a bit longer or um, – but I'll find a way to do it and it might be hard, it might be challenging, but like I will do it. So I think that's the quote um, I live by and – that's yeah. a good one. I think I need to take that on board. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, it's just a bit too hard. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it is. But you just got to say, I can <laughs> I and I will do it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, and do you have any tips for those, I guess, whether they're in swimming or whether mm. they're in a different sport or maybe not even sport, like just chasing your dreams? Like, Do you have yeah. any tips for people? Um, I just think never give up, really. It might take a long time, but I think you can always get there in the end as long as you're determined and you put your mind to it. There's nothing stopping you, so you may as well like just go out and give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. Mm. That's what I think. So, yeah, that would probably be my main tip. Just go for it, really. Nothing stopping you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And um, the last thing, I guess, is where can people find you or follow you like instagram is yep. probably the best place yeah so i'm on instagram um at kira stevens and i have a little another s on the end of stevens because of instagram's usernames but um yeah. yeah you can follow me on there and see what i'm up to every day of my life brilliant yeah. to do that well thanks so much for joining me i appreciate mm, you thanks for having me and uh can't wait to see i guess where uh the future holds you know, yes. for you so perfect thank you thank you